You're listening to Kicking It With Jason. All right, Kicking It With Jason, I'm here with Troy. Man, we're going to get into some sports cards, shoe, fashion talk, investing talk, a um, whole bunch of good stuff, man, social media stuff. Um, we both have a friend named Susie. I went to high school with Susie. I trained Susie. She's an amazing person, man. I can't say enough good things, enough good things about Susie. And, uh, man, she told me about some stories that with your Raphael and Nadal shoes and Jordans. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait to hear your story. Like, you got some good stuff to share today, man. So, um, yeah, I've been looking forward to this. I, I did some sessions today and, uh, you know, some content. I was like, I can't wait till 7.30 p.m. hits tonight to hop on this episode with Troy get into some cool combos man so yeah introduce yourself what you've been up to what do you do your age everything yeah thanks jason excited to be on kicking it with jason kicking it with jason so um i'm troy i'm 28 i'm from la born and raised here so you know big fan of sports sports has been a major vehicle and a lot of things i do in life and also impacts a lot of the way i look at a lot of investing vehicles as we'll get on later today. So sports has been a major impact. That's how I met Suzanne and that's kind of how I connected with Jason. So kind of excited for this. Um, I work at a startup right now and on the side, I also do um, social media. So I do a lot of food reviews and my main kind of specialties in food, kind of sharing that passion with other people. The main mm -hmm. idea for it was to connect with other communities and just to really bring people together through food because it's like the best way to learn about different cultures. And when you see like different foods from, uh, you know, just different, um, just like cultures and countries that you never thought you ever see, I think it brings like a new level of like perspective to people that normally they wouldn't know if they didn't venture out. So I think that's the coolest thing is to build community through, you know, build community through food. That is, that is really true. That is so true. Um, man, let's talk about, let's start, let's start with food first, man. Like yeah. we'll, we'll hop around. Um, <laughs> Speaking of food, uh, I like my closest friends who are like brothers to me. Yeah, taught me karate, brought me up in karate for the last uh, twenty years. They're it's, they're Filipinos, man, and so like like you say, how culture and food really connects you. Yeah, I know about adobo. I know about um, uh, what'd you call it? Um, like tisig and yes, hello, hello and all the good stuff. Exactly, man. I know I know it, like adobo is one of my favorite dishes. Um, I, why am I having a brain fart right now? The the, the rolls, man, the little the yeah, little lumpia. Lumpia, oh my <laughs> lumpia, god! Lumpia, yeah. <laughs> Wait, I, I don't know what ethnicity you are. What ethnicity are you? Um, I'm Thai, so we're really close okay. to the Philippines, yeah. And, All right. Uh, yeah, I grew up with a lot of Filipinos, so everything you said, like the fact that in the Filipino culture, like it's all about food and family. <laughs> And yeah, every, like gathering you go to has a giant lechon, which is the whole pig, and they roast it. Yeah. Whether it's like a birthday or a wedding, like yeah, it's incredible. And I, I love, I love the Filipino tradition because you know, one thing, you're always gonna be close to your family, and second, you're always gonna be well fed. Those are like the two things that you're always gonna. That's true, eat. man. Like yeah. whenever I go to a Filipino party, it's like they don't ask me how I'm doing. They're just like, hey, go grab a plate, you know? <laughs> like, okay, right? go get some food. <laughs> But yeah, I love I love how food and culture ties in. Uh, I have Moroccan Moroccan friends from Morocco. Nice, great food, and I learned how to eat with my fingers. With like fingers yeah. yeah, man, I learned about that. Um, what else? Um, I had some Indian food before, curry. I love yeah. Thai food, man. Thai food's so good. Um, I dig the yellow curry a lot. 
Um, yeah. yeah, man. So, so yeah. How long you been doing your food blog? How long you been doing that? And and talk about that. Yeah. So the food stuff's been going on almost like two years. So I'm hitting that two-year mark. And um, yeah, it just really started out from a conversation conversation I had with my coworker like two years ago. We were just in you know the communal area eating lunch, and he was like, "Troy, you should start like a food blog." I was like, "No way. That's too much work." I was like, James, no one has time to do that. And then James was like, Troy, you got to do it. You got to do it. Because if you don't, you're going to regret it. And I was like, oh, man. So what? the funny thing was this conversation happened in November, right? Like two years ago. And uh-huh. he literally pestered me and asked me the same question for like three straight months. Every time I saw him <laughs> in the office, he was like, hey, you start your food vlog yet? I was like, ah, oh, shoot, no. And it really was like 30, 90 days straight of the same answer saying no. Till one day I was like fed up because I was like, oh, James is going to ask me the same question. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna have to start. And literally, I started day one. And as I started the first month, like I just got addicted. I was like, dude, this is fun. I enjoy yeah. it. It's a lot of work, but I think it's like a really nice avenue for me to express like another form of interest that I normally wouldn't have in a in a cool platform. It lets you reach yeah. like multiple people throughout the world, you know. So yeah, exactly. Cool. What was uh, what was one of your food your first food uh, reviews? Yeah, that's a good question. So I was, uh, you know, I was like about eight months in and I was still very small. I don't, I don't think if, I didn't even have a thousand um, followers on Instagram. And then one yeah. day, one of the restaurant owners from Pasadena, which is also a suburb of Los Angeles, he had a hot pot, which is pretty much like boiling water. And you put different types of meats and protein and vegetables in it. And then he, he DM me. He's like, hey, I, w- I love your reviews. I would love to have you come in. And to me, I thought I felt like the the luckiest person in the world i was like dang this is crazy someone reached out they want me to go review their place so that was like the first business owner who actually believed in me and gave me the opportunity to step in and kind of like go even harder at the side hustle so it's pretty cool from that point on i went to different food festivals and i was really able to like expand my palate and just like kind of get over the fear of like you know overthinking because everyone as a content creator they overthink and they overanalyze Mm -hmm. it's just Mm -hmm. like you just got to do it and then learn yeah. along the way instead of like planning everything up and then having like a perfect like you know um planner it's never gonna go up flat it's always yeah. like adjusting yeah man that's so true man like because i i strive to put out so much content a day and i'm never trying to overthink it i'm just trying to i have like a little outline i have of things but then i'm never trying to overthink what i'm gonna put because i think all all content is good content you know it's just a matter of if you're going to post it, I think the worst post is the one you don't put really like, you just got to be authentic, share your passion. And like you said, man, like it does take hard work, but it's, 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 it's worth it when you enjoy what you're doing. Like you don't mind it, you know? So yeah, man, like I, I like that. I think, I think a lot of people don't believe, cause I know people that love food, man. I, yeah. Like I even tell them like, you love so food so much. Why don't you start a food blog? And I think <laughs> they don't believe it. I think they don't believe that they can create opportunity through social media about talking about something that they like and putting their their thoughts and ideas and then connecting to restaurant owners and the collaborations. I think they really don't believe it's true, man. And it's like, no, you really can. And you're living proof of that. So, man, <laughs> like, so how does, how, how's, how does that work? I know you, you come across a lot of restaurants, I'm sure. Like, how has yeah. that opened your eyes to how you can really use social media to build a network and a community? Like, how's that, how's that work, man? Yeah, that's a great question. So, like, I really had to take a step back and say, okay, what all these like incoming messages from like big chains, middle chains and like startups. So we're yeah. talking about like established restaurant chains. Let's say, say like, like, let's say like a McDonald's, like an established chain versus like yeah. a coming mom pops 
that really need the exposure, I tend to mm -hmm. gravitate more towards the mom pops because, you know, nice. growing up, my mom and, and dad had like a small business growing up. So I was like, you know what? They really need more exposure. Not saying that the big chains don't need it. It's just, yeah. I try, I, I'm more biased towards the mom pops because they're, they're hustling, yeah. they're struggling yeah. to get their name out there. Let me go help them as much as yeah. I can. So that's yeah. why I also love going to food festivals because it yeah. tends to be more the, you know, smaller, kind of just smaller um, startups who are just like trying to hustle and get their name out there. And yeah. also I realize when you're like hungry and trying to get your name out there, you become a little bit more innovative. You know, you're like, right. you got to find a way to stand out compared to established chains. They might have already established audience and established following. So I'm like, mm -hmm. all right, if I had to compare the two, I would, if I had to like, if they both reach out to me at the same time, I would obviously put priority towards the mom pops. And then based on like what type of food they do, I write like, I have a list of all the people who reach out and I prioritize it. I rank it like from highest priority to lowest priority. And the highest priority is always the ones that are, you know, smaller and established because it makes the content more fun for me. And also lets yeah. my viewers see something different. Rather, yeah. if I went to a big chain, they're like, oh, we already know about that chain. We heard right. about it. Not right. to knock them off, but I right. want to... I want to help the little people. Like I, I think they have a chip on their shoulder. I want to help yeah. them expand their, you know, um, offering for that. When, when you um, meet up with them, do you uh, ever do content where you're like interviewing them and getting into their story about their restaurant up, upbringing too? Do you, do you do things like that? Yeah, that's a great question. So I actually have a microphone and yeah. I literally do, before I do a review, if I could, First, they have to be like comfortable with it because a lot of restaurant owners, I met a lot who are just like very behind the scenes and they don't want to be mm. on camera. So mm. if they aren't comfortable being on camera, then I just do a review. But if they are right. comfortable, I feel like I hit the golden gem because I get to interview them and they literally get to convey their passion for why they started this certain type of business or why they create yeah. this certain type of food from the them. Customers and, you know, will feel that, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the funny thing is, like, even though it doesn't perform the best on social metrics, like, it doesn't get as much engagement and views, I still yeah. feel it's important for people to know. So, like, right. you know, right. it's just, like, a way for me, for my channel to stand out more. Because I don't see a lot of channels interviewing chefs. They're mostly just doing reviews and putting their personality in it. But I thought, yeah. Wait, let me put another perspective. Because, like, if I, if I tell a story of why the owner created it, it's less authentic coming from me than if it came straight from the source. I love that, man. Yeah. I love that. I do that, like, well, not at, at the same extent, but similar, like, with my music playlist for my kickboxing class, Yeah, I'm always looking for artists that are still making music in their mom's basement, man. Like, I, I love that. I, 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 it, just, it just clicked me one day. I have friends who make music, and then yeah. at night, I'm streaming. I'm looking for, like, music from Ariana Grande and yeah. Bruno Mars. I'm like, why am I trying to find their next song when I have a whole squad of friends who have great music too. And that's when I started putting their songs in my playlist, recording their song playing during my class. And I just started looking for all these random artists, man. I connected like 90 different artists online who are just, you know, still like under 5,000 followers. Yeah. And I'm like, that feels a lot better for me to see their song playing during my class than even like, like as much as I love Michael Jackson, like I get like a different kind of gratitude and, and hype for it. Like, man, that's so cool. Like you worked hard on that song. I know you as a person. And, and like to just see your reaction and get a DM for you, like, dude, thanks for playing my song. I love that. You're like, I, I feel you when you, when you come back with the mom and pop thing. I think that's really cool, man. Right. So. Like you said, it's all about the connection and how yeah. you can help them out. Cause at the end of the day, it's like, we're all in this together. We all started with zero. Yeah. And even yeah. though like, you know, a lot of the celebrities you see out there, they may 
looked like overnight success. No, they went through this exact same thing. Yeah. They started with zero too, you know? Yeah, they did. Yeah. They did. They sure did. Uh, what was I going to ask you? Oh, um, um, do you also feel like restaurant owners, like they're sleeping on how they can really work with influencers like yourself? Like you think they're missing out big time in, in that sense of marketing and everything? Yeah, this is really interesting. So, so owners have two perspectives, right? There's two types yeah. of social media influencers. There's one that just want free stuff and they uh -huh. want the money. Then there's one that's more genuine who just really wants to help them where the money yeah. and free stuff, it's a nice perk, but it's not the main priority. The main right. priority is to do what makes them passionate, which is to share the message of food, right? So uh -huh. when I went to One Food Festival, um, I actually went, bumped into an owner and the owner said, Hey Troy, like you know, I you're like one of my favorite influencers. Not to like, I'm not chilling for myself or trying to like brag. Yeah, but yeah, she yeah. was like, yeah, she was like, you know, you're like one of the more genuine ones because the other ones they literally start the conversation like, hey, if you pay me two hundred dollars, I'll feature you on my Instagram. And I'm like, dang, people are really that like, you know, straightforward and like out there where it's not like they want to help you. They just want the money. So coming from yeah. that perspective, a lot of owners kind of already feel invaded and they're like, you know what? Mm. If, if this was their interaction, they might think, oh, all influencers are like this. So they right. might have gotten like a bad vibe from it already. Where other, right. you know, other restaurant owners, they get hit with a lot of the genuine foodies where it's like, all right, for me, cool, money or not, it's core and all that. But like, what's most importantly is like, if you come to me, I'm never, I'm never gonna ask you for money. I'm always gonna ask for, hey, is it cool if I film the process of you making it? Is it cool we do a Q&A? And is it okay if I do the recording inside the restaurant? Because like at the end of the day, that's for me to get my message out. And yeah. if, if everything's in terms of, if everything was derived in terms of money, I feel like the genuine factor would be gone. And also like, it's, it's just, I feel it's not from the heart. Yeah. Not to knock off like people who do ask for money. I know they gotta like make a living mm -hmm. also. And yeah, they gotta do what they do. But like for me, I still have like the blessings of you know doing this as a side hobby. I still have a full time job I do as mm -hmm. my main priority. But whatever time I have left, I put into a side hustle. So those are interesting where the owners have to deal with both the genuine and non genuine influencers. But I agree with you. There's a lot that haven't figured out the influencer game, and that yeah. literally having one influencer blow you up could be the difference between like you like rising to the next level or staying stagnant and trying to get you know your name known out there man so true have you have you have, done, have you have on a tiktok yet yeah so i created tiktok about half a year ago but i'm gonna get back to it i recently just got caught up with youtube so yeah. literally i'm gonna um i'm gonna be more consistent with youtube and instagram and whatever energy i've left is tiktok but i know tiktok's yeah. the next big thing and it's a yeah. platform you definitely need to get on i feel there's no excuse yeah. for that yeah. Yeah, man. I'm sleeping on TikTok. I I put up a video like maybe three videos a week. It's terrible. Awesome. <laughs> hey, but like you're doing it, and the the only thing yeah. that you know you're pushing yourself to do more is increase the frequency. But the fact that you started, I mean, that's a major step that a lot of people won't take. <laughs> that's true, man. That is definitely yeah. true. Definitely true. Um, yeah. What part of LA are you exactly? So I'm from the Santa Fe Valley. So like, if you think of Universal Studios, I'm like yeah. 25 minutes north of there. And if you think of like downtown LA, let's say Staples Center, yeah. I'm like an hour north of Staples Center with traffic. Without traffic, I'm about half an hour drive. But I'm like gotcha. 20 miles north of uh, downtown in the Santa Fe gotcha, Valley. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha, man. Yeah, I'm in the barrier, so I'm like, without traffic from San Francisco, 20 yeah. minutes, 25 minutes with traffic. I went an hour, two hours. <laughs> traffic gets nasty out here, man. Oh, funny thing, like, yeah. 
15 minutes, something like that. <laughs> the great thing about the Bay Area is your, the food there is incredible. Like, it some is, of my man. best food reviews have come from the Bay. And oh, yes. You, you've been up here and did some reviews? I, so I went there when I, I was with Susie, right? And then I was with one of my best friends. And we did, like, a food tour of NorCal. And we only hit, like, five spots. But those five spots were, like, super memorable. And to this day, I still remember the food palette, the taste, the experience, the feel, and just the experience I had with the owners. It's, like, super vibrant in my mind. I haven't forgotten. That was, like, over two years ago. And to me, that felt like yesterday. Yeah. What's the restaurant? What's one of the restaurants at the top of your head? I wonder if I've been there. So there's like, there's a couple, there's one called, um, let me try to think. Um, <laughs> it was literally in top of my mind. Um, is it, <laughs> give, me, give me a sec. Let me check real quick. Yeah. Check it out. Check it out. Oh man. I just brain farted. Let me check. Yeah. I wonder if I've been there. I mean, I'm not a big foodie like that, but I probably have heard of it. You've probably been there. Um, let me see. I'm just scrolling through my Instagram because <laughs> let's see. Yeah. So one of them is let's see. So Milk Bomb, have you heard of Milk Bomb ice cream? Nah, man. So they make killer sandwiches and they're like a mom pops uh, family like startup as well. Started by like a uh, husband and wife. And what's cool yeah. is like they the husband sacrificed everything, like his 401k, his finances to like start this and put everything on the line. And his like side hustle. And, you know, just like perseverance has made them become successful. So they do like really bomb ice cream sandwiches and they put like mochi, they put like cookies, they have different flavors and it's crazy. It's like absolutely insane. And another that one, was kind of good. yeah, another one I really like is Aria Korean fried chicken. So they call it KFC, which is Korean fried chicken. And it's in the Fillmore huh. district. Wow. I haven't been, dude. I yeah, been. Like, dude, they put like ramen, spam. And they put like chicken, they have two types of fried chicken. They have like a, a dry one and a wet one. And then dude, it's crazy. Like all this uh, innovation that they have. I also love deli board. So it's also an SF. It's a sandwich place that they put like pastrami. They have a killer breakfast, like um, sandwich that they put like bacon, eggs, cheese, all the good stuff. And it's like really filling. So when I went there, we shared with four people and we were like, we couldn't even finish it. It was like, Amazing. Yeah, and one last one I really like is, let me check. This one blew my mind. It's Saucy Asian. So it, that's in the um, the Castro district. Gotcha. Yeah, and they do like, if you're a fan of like like Korean barbecue, they use the, um, the bulgogi beef and then they put it inside like a French baguette and they make like a Philly cheesesteak out of it. But instead of Philly, instead of Philly cheese, they use bulgogi. It's bulgogi steak. And I think they put Philly cheese on it too. And it's, it's incredible. I mean, those are just five spots I hit in SF, and I was like, oh, if they brought this to L.A., people would go crazy for it. Man, well, hey, if you ever got a restaurant idea, you got some things you can really launch out there. <laughs> you ever get the urge to start something. <laughs> Man, all right, so before we move into the next section, um, yeah. just for anybody that wanted to be a food blogger, what's, like, some quick tips that you can tell them, like, this is how you get started? What would you tell them? Like, if I want to be a food blogger, what would you tell me right now? All right, so if you want to get started, don't um, don't have paralysis by analysis. What I mean by that is don't overthink yeah. it. And literally, when I started, I started with my iPhone. This was my yeah. main tool for me to capture all my videos. So yeah. my first year was all iPhone, and it was great quality. All you need is literally whatever phone you have, whether you have iPhone. The phones are so good nowadays. Man. Yeah. It's incredible, and it, it like auto focuses for you. You don't have to worry about all the phone settings. It's just super yeah. easy, and you just order like a little clip-on 
microphone, like 20 bucks off Amazon, you're set. You have audio and you have video and you're pretty much good. I wish they say start out for me. My first video was just inadvertent. Like I was at an ice cream sandwich place and my friend was just filming me. I didn't even know he was filming. And I bit into the ice cream sandwich. And what it was, it was, it was a glazed donut that was melted and super hot. And inside is yeah. uh, ice cream. And they put like different, like you could put cookies and, and chocolate on it. I took my first bite. I had this crazy reaction. And then I decided to post that one day. And that was like one of my highest grossing videos. There it is. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, it was unplanned. It was like not even professionally shot. It was just, you just do it. So I think. For anyone who wants to be like a food vlogger, food blogger, just start and learn along the way. And mm -hmm. I would say there's so much free content out there. I learned 90% of my stuff through YouTube. I just mm -hmm. learned Google search it and it tells you everything you have to know. It's pretty incredible. Dude, you hit, you hit it pretty good on how to get, like, that's just for really anybody that wants to get on, do their thing on social media. Yeah. Like I did, I started my podcast at Costco, man. I was waiting <laughs> for my tires to get changed and I was sitting at this table, like next door to Costco. And I was just like, I'm doing my first episode right here. My tires are getting changed, and I just started talking. I wish I were recording on video, but I just I did audio. Yeah. And that, like, that's it, man. These phones are powerful, and um, I think a lot of people, they just they do overthink, and they're afraid about people judging their content, the likes, and all that. You just got to just gotta post, man. And like you said, everything is on the internet. Everything you want to learn is right there. I, I'm a fitness trainer. I have a cert, but I still learn from YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all this content is out there, man. Like, if I want to learn how to do sports cards, which we get into, content, everybody's putting content, like, it's all, it's all there. So, yeah. it's, and it's all free. It's amazing. Free. It's all free. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. It's, it's awesome to be in 2020 with all this technology, man. It's, it's really cool. Um, oh, one last thing, Nathan. Yeah. Uh, it's like what Gary Vee said, right? It's, he says, document, don't create. So yeah. you don't even have to like worry about like creating stuff. Just film yourself doing your normal every day. Just right. put some words to it and your perspective. Boom. That's literally what a video is. It's like yeah. content that you're doing or activity you're doing. You put mm -hmm. your perspective or opinions behind it. Bam. That's literally what all YouTube videos are. Yeah, man. Yeah. And like YouTube has a lot of long form videos, like 10, 20 minutes. But like if you really yeah. get to what you're doing, and you're speaking from the heart, you have a long video. And then yeah. if you just cut it up, into 20 second videos put on instagram like 20 seconds works all day on instagram 30 seconds work all day on instagram because attention yeah. span like swipe 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 next post next post next post like i have workout videos it's not like hey here's a 30 minute workout do it at your house like you know it's like here do this for 30 seconds sit in your split lunge your split squat lunge or your split squat and just push your arms out like this nice and slow do that three sets and that's a video man and people get a lot of value from it so yeah, yes, it's awesome. Cool. Even the stuff you put with you and Susie working out. Yeah, it's exactly. Awesome. It's like, yeah. yeah, and within yeah. the LinkedIn community, like a lot of those like working professionals see it, even though they don't like have time to do it when they they consume the content. They might be at lunch, yeah. right, at work. They go yeah. home. They're like, boom! I saw Jason doing that. Let me try exactly. doing that. And they're like, oh damn, life changing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, man. Beautiful, beautiful, beautifully said, man. Um, sports cards. I know you're doing sports cards. Yeah. Uh, Susie said you got ten Lucas. Tim yeah, so, so yeah, quite a lot. So I actually went in when the market was pretty low, but to me it was pretty high. That, yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. dude. I, mean, <laughs> I saw it when it was seventy bucks, man. Yeah, and to be honest, bucks. I I got in because of Gary V. He was like, you know, dude. one day he was like, dude, I've never seen returns like that. It's so guaranteed. It's scary. Yeah, He's like get into Luca, get into Giannis, and I was yeah. like, man, is this guy full of crap or is he? 
saying the truth. I know, like, man. I got in and I was like, holy shit, he's saying the truth. Like, I missed it when he told people to buy it at $60. Dude, and there were raw cards left. There's raw yeah. cards all over eBay. And I was just yeah. typing past it. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Raw cards uh, were probably like twenty dollars, and like dude, you know, to grade it like twenty bucks. So like that that gamble is so worth it. If you get a PSA nine, that could be today like three hundred dollars. You get a PSA ten, yeah, they're going up. Yes. Yeah, they're still going up. Yeah, yeah. tell everybody, tell, tell everybody what a grade ten PSA a PSA ten graded card is right now. What is it? All right, so Come everyone, on. this is the Luca, right? I bought this in November. So you can see uh -huh. right there is grade 10. So this was bought in November and I could have got $60 in the summer in June. But I uh -huh. waited five months because I delayed it. <laughs> I didn't I didn't believe Gary V was saying the, the real thing. I was like, I'm an idiot. I should have listened to him before. So I got <laughs> in at 220 in November. Nice. That, me too. Me too. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And at the time I was like, 220? Okay, if I wait on this card for maybe five years, it might go up to 500. I <laughs> said five right? years. Five years, like okay. yeah. like five years or like two years, because like this is long term hold, right? This is yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then who knows? Like you fast forward literally four months, this thing's already five hundred. I'm 500. like, dude, it hasn't even been one year. And like I did, the, I did the calculation, so the ROI on the Luca card, I bought. So I bought. We haven't it. reached playoffs yet, man. We haven't reached. We playoffs. Have no. So like, if you put two twenty, th that's the cost. Market value is five hundred. Profit is 280. That's an ROI of 127%. And on a good day, the stock market, the S&P 500, which is top 500 companies, that uh -huh. averages is 10%. Really? And, yeah. And anything over and 10% average is like a 10-year span. It averages really? like 10%. Yeah. So to get like, yeah, this is good info. yeah, anything over like 4% <laughs> in the stock market, that's like above average. Average is like 4% wow. in the stock market, right? So when you like invest in something that's an alternative asset like this and you're yes. reaching prof like profit margins of a hundred percent that's just unheard of and it's not even in one year it's literally not even a year dude it's not even a year he's a second year player gosh yeah. it's it's like, crazy so like when i bought this i was like you know what maybe i made a big mistake i didn't know it took time for this car to jump and like yeah it did. Thing, it, hit a, it did yeah. it did it so Amy yeah, when you look back, it's kind of like, wow, it didn't really take that much time. <laughs> no, it didn't. Cause like, I, yeah, I told you before, I was yeah. like, you know, in five years, maybe I'll make my money back. And not make my money back, but maybe like it'll jump twice. But it jumped twice within a four month period. It's like, dude, it absolutely was obnoxious. It was insane, man. Because I remember when I first started, I didn't know, I really know what to do. I was like, it was yeah. like September. And I was like, I don't know if I should get Trey Young or I should get Luca. I thought Luca, like, this is just me just just taking a guess. I was like, I don't know if he's going to go off this year. You know, yeah. players do good their rookie year. Something happens their second year. They're not the same player. And I was like, I saw some things with Trey Young. He reminds me of some Steph Curry kind of shooting ability. Yeah. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to go hard with Trey Young, which is still a good move. Which is still a good move. I got Trey Young at 50 bucks. That card is worth like 220 now. So that card went up. Good, good investment. Yeah. But like, gosh, yeah, if I would have went back, I would have bought like, a hundred <laughs> like literally a hundred i would have bought like 400 lucas man for real like, like really like man i would not hesitate and that's that's why um i'm buying these lebron cards these 2019 lebron cards it's not a rookie card but i did see one of his cards that aren't a rookie card like his 2018 laker card have some uh have a spike yeah and, is it the one where he was shooting that that jumper yeah the, yeah, the, yeah yeah the pinion prism mm -hmm. yeah so yep. it's like it's funny what cards People like it's funny because if you talk to the average person about trading cards, they're gonna be like, 
you're an idiot. Like, why would you invest yep. money in that? Got but, that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when you go really niche and really understand what the market is, to, yeah. since this is not like a classical investment vehicle. It's not stocks. It's not bonds. Yeah. It's not certificate of deposit CDs. Not really. It's literally, yeah. yeah. It's literally like in the same category as art. And this is literally art. First of all, yeah. it's like you, you have like an artist designing the, the card. It's obviously mm-hmm. as a player, but the background and everything that's designed by an artist. Secondly, mm-hmm. you have like scarcity, right? And rarity. Yeah, which means like not everyone could have it. There's only a right. finite number. And third is like there's demand. So when you right. have all those factors, it's like there's not enough supply. There's high demand. Boom, you have a market. And it's like it's like we said. It's like yeah, a lot of I would say nine out of ten people who don't know about this are just gonna say this is stupid. But when you yeah. really look into it, it's like another market that's just you know up and coming. It's an emerging market. Yeah, man. Yeah. And that like. Even then, even though Luca is at 500 right now, yeah. that could still even be a low ball entry oh, yeah. price for that car. You know what I mean? Because that car could be a $2,000 car next year, man. Like, yeah. You know what, what's funny is like, let's say Trey Young and Luca, if they yeah. become the face of the NBA, let's say post LeBron, right? They become yeah. the next face of the NBA. So let's say, let's say, um, you know, Trey Young does become the next uh, Steph Curry, and Luca becomes the all-around triple-double master like LeBron. And they mm-hmm. come to beat the NBA in let's say ten years, this thing could be like, who knows, like two thousand, five thousand. I mean, LeBron's rookie card, right? Just a regular insane. one. Yeah, it's six insane, grand, dude. six to yes. eight grand. Yes, seven grand actually. Seven grand. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and if you get the refractor, which is like the more special version, uh-huh. forget it. That's like twenty k. Right, because <laughs> it's, there's less less of those cards. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I haven't put this on social media yet because I just I just don't want to get. I don't want the hype of it, really. I guess, but yeah. I bought I bought a LeBron James rookie card, man. I I dropped eight K for it, dude, because I was like, this card is gonna be so special. Oh yeah. Um, because it's LeBron, yep. and you know he's on the Lakers championship, and especially the meaning behind Kobe, you know his legacy. Yeah. I was like, this card is gonna be insanely. I I, I easily said this card is gonna be easily sixteen thousand if they win the finals this year. That's what, that's what I believe. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, man, but that card, you saw it. You saw it jump from 1200 yeah. to 8000 dude. Like, yeah. it's it's crazy. I, it's funny because Gary Vee was telling people to buy it. I was like, dude, 1200 yeah. is too high. And then, boom, I was like, dude, that's like a four-time increase. That's dude, crazy. He bought like 10 of them, he said. Yeah, like, he bought gosh, 10. Dude. Like, he came up, man. He came yeah. up. And the, how, how, many, like, how many Lucas did you get? So, you I actually... So Lucas, I got 16 of Lucas. Dang, they yeah. doing good. So doing I, good. I, I put a lot in November just because I felt really, I felt really confident. I'm like, all right, I'm putting my yeah. money, I'm putting my, my mouth where, I'm putting my money where my mouth is, right? I'm like, I believe in this investment vehicle. And the funny thing is when I bought it, it didn't do much the first month or two. And I was like, yeah. you know, obviously yeah. I was like kind of stressed, but at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what? This is long-term play. Like I'm trying, exactly. I'm holding this for like five, six years. Exactly. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know what? Um, don't look at it on a day by day basis. Maybe look at it month by month, but don't like overreact mm-hmm. to the market because just like yeah. the stock market, it's like a long term play. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, looking back, this is like a smart investment. But during that time, it was risky because I'm like, I paid yeah, right. put my money to S and P 500, which is just like an index fund that tracks the top 500 companies. But I'm like, you know what? I love basketball. And basketball has been a major factor in my life. So if I buy this card, not only do I get to like, you know, have fun owning this piece of like history because it's like yeah. a rookie card, but more importantly, it gets me closer to the game because growing up in LA, right? Kobe was my guy, my guy. 
Yeah. And since I didn't have Kobe, I had to go for other players. I'm like, who do I support now since Kobe's gone? Oh, let yeah. me look at other players. And the fact that I bought Luca, now when I watch basketball, I like feel more close to basketball by following like Luca's stats. And yeah. the better he does, the better my investment does. So it's like yeah. more fun because it gets me closer to a game. It's an investment vehicle. And third, it's like I love sports. So it's a win-win for everyone. I agree with you, man, because yeah. uh, I'm close to the game of sports now because uh, I kind of just – I wasn't really a hardcore. So I kind of just – as a fan, I kind of just backed away from it. Yeah. And then uh, sports cards revived my energy, my effort to really pay attention to what's going on. But, I, I mean, I really don't watch any games. I hardly watch any games. Part of that is because of social media. Like, I, I just I just know I can get any highlight I want on YouTube. I can yeah. on Instagram get any highlight I want. And um, I, stats, like, the stats are all there. Like, I don't have to sit there and watch a game to know who's doing well. I mean, to, you, you, you can get a sense of what their game is like and, and everything. But I'm like, YouTube taught me everything. It teaches me everything I need to know. So that's why I saw Trey. I saw Luca. Yep. And just read up on stats. And, like, like you said, like, the market – decides what happens with these cards you know like Trey Young is on the worst team in the NBA but because he made the all-star game he made some noise he's he's like I I think in the top five scoring um second year player his card's doing well and then people are like they're sitting there thinking like well hey maybe next year this guy's gonna be a a threat and then you got Luca if if the MVP voting was in that first two months in the league he would have won he was triple double here and there every game almost man so he was killing it and, like, like I said, they're not even in the playoffs, man. And he's a seventh seed. They got the Clippers. Yep. If they do something crazy, if he does something crazy like game one, beats the Clippers at home, yep. game one, doesn't even beat them but drops 50 points or something. Or if he, do, if he does beat the Clippers, oh, yeah. my God. That card <laughs> is just – it's insane what can happen, man. It's, it's, the strength of these cards is just – like, I almost feel like you can't buy – I mean, you can buy a bad card, but I yep. almost feel like you really can't right now. Um, yeah, there's so much money in the market right now, Jason, like yeah. you said. There's, like, literally yeah. millionaires who are pumping money into this market. Not to only drive price up, but they are looking at it as an alternative investment. Because with the stock crazy. market, everything is, like, you know, everything's up in the air. Even though, obviously, the unfortunate situation going on right now, stock yeah. prices have been freaking high, dude. It's crazy. So, to invest in something else, like sports cards, it sounds crazy to an average person. But in all honesty, it's, like, a super smart bet because it's going upwards and like right. you said it's going upwards to a point where almost every high profile player you buy it's going up where yeah. before it w- you wouldn't see that but just right. the fact that the market is going up so high it's like yeah if you have a long-term strategy and you're not doing it for short-term profit i think you're yeah. you're good but if you, even if you do short-term profit you could make a bunch of money like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah dude his cards like went up as soon as soon as the super bowl ended boom his prices hit like like 2k it was like crazy crazy man and like gosh like i mean i can't i wouldn't drop 2k on Patrick Mahomes just because i would have put it through something else yeah but like even that is a good investment because he has he has the skill and the potential to repeat this year so yep. like if you love Patrick Mahomes that much like i would i wouldn't hesitate to tell somebody to get a get a Mahomes card yeah like jeez man Wait, so you said millionaires are pumping money into the stock market? Is that what you said? So, so millionaires, instead of putting money into the stock market, because they already have heavy positions in it, which means like yeah. they already heavily invest in it, they're putting money into the sports cards market. Sports so cards. Um, imagine you're a millionaire and you have, let's say you have 500K to blow, and you like just do your proportions out. You're, like, you just, you're gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna buy 100 LeBron PSA 10s. I'm gonna buy, you know, like they could, they have enough capital to do that. 
And right. the funny thing is that it's a lot of money, but at the end of the day, they know it's going to keep going up and up right. and up. Because LeBron's still playing. He potentially is going to get a championship. Who knows how many more championships he's going to get. But even yeah. if he doesn't win anymore and he gets inducted to the Hall of Fame, as soon as he enters the Hall yeah, it's just like, yeah. he's already like, he's our top five player of all time. Yeah. So when you think about who to invest in, if you think about people who constantly come up in conversations of like the GOAT or like who's like the best of the best, if yeah. you invest in those players, your investment, whether it's like a rookie card, a patch auto, a one of one, like just you got to know which products to invest in within that player. You'll be you'll be totally good. But at the end of the day, it, it comes down to like passion, right? Like you love sports, yeah. I love yeah. sports. I honestly think people could invest in things that they truly enjoy, whether if it's like yeah. handbags, if it's like wood art, if it's train sets, like sure. any, anything sure. you have passion for. You would you just need passion because that's how you're able to attract the market and be like sure. generally involved in it. You know. Like, you yeah, could make money in anything. Yeah. Because yeah. I even tell people who aren't into sports, like, I know they're not into sports. I'm yeah. like, look, dude, give me 200 bucks so I can get you some cards. And they're just like, why? That's stupid. I'm like, I'm telling you, dude, like, it's just going to make you money. Like, you want some extra cash flow, I'm telling you. Yeah. It's like, but they don't get it because their passion is in there. I'm just like, dang, dude, you guys you guys can really make money with this. <laughs> it's crazy because you have, like, the vision and you have, like, literally the guide for them. And yeah. you just know that – even if it's like all like laid out from step A to Z, they won't do action because at yeah. the end of the day, you, get, you gotta get someone who's generally interested in something in order for, for them to have action, right? So yeah. with the sports stuff, it's like naturally sports is something that a lot of people love. And when yeah. you have an investment vehicle where people can make money, it's like a whole nother world that just makes the game more exciting. It's almost yeah. like fantasy, it's like fantasy, um, it's like fantasy basketball or baseball or football, but people yeah. have like, you know, money generated from it. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, man. I, I can't believe how many cards I bought. Man. I just, I remember I messaged um, uh, Gary V's um, assistant, like his close yeah, assistant, yeah. Tyler. Yeah, yeah. And he, Tyler was doing a live video and I was like, still thinking about doing cards. I, I messaged him. Yeah. I was like, dude, how do you do sports cards? Like, what's the, what's the tips? He said, be patient and be aggressive. And I just remember like, aggressive, aggressive, aggressive. And like, I just been, I've been going really hard. And like, Sometimes when I get these cards, I'm just like, I, I got a double look. Like, really, that card went from there to there. That is that really, that really happened with this card that I'm sitting, that's sitting on my shelf right now. It's yeah. crazy, dude. It's crazy. And so Gary Vee, he's like, he's buying thousands of cards. I'm not sure if you saw his yeah. blog before this whole like, you know, situation yeah, happened he, with he the rules. Like a hundred at a time, two hundred. <laughs> yeah. Like, because, because you know, he lived this era. He, he, he yeah. knows it. He's like, I already know the trend this time. Yeah. This time I'm not gonna miss this boat, right? That's what he. Yeah. That's and he's just going. He's going crazy. And like he would preach it, dude. I, I used to train uh, my clients, Daryl and Christine. I missed them. They moved down to actually SoCal from the Bay Area. Uh, okay. Yeah, but um, I used to tell, I used to talk to Daryl every day about scars. I'm like, yeah. I'm like Daryl, bro. I should just drop 1,200 for this LeBron, dude. Every like every session, like yeah. Daryl, I should just do it. I should just do it. I should just do it. He's like, I don't know, man. Maybe you should. Every class, dude. And then. I finally got it at 8K, like $7,000 late. Like, but you know, like I did it, man. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's, it's, at least I know, I know trends. Like it made me understand a trend. Like LeBron, even, even Gary said, he's like, like, why wouldn't you buy this card? LeBron is always in the debate. Who's better than, who's better, Jordan or LeBron? Like that's somebody you need to be buying. (laughs) Like, gosh, man. The most yeah, important thing is you actually took action, though, Jason. Like, yes, there's, there's like, yes, that's the people, right? There's people who hear stuff, and there's people who do stuff. It's so true. much easier to hear it and be like, yeah, I know, I know. But when you actually do it, 
it's a whole different perspective because now it is you like yeah. your, your heart's beating you're like shit that yeah. move you just made is gonna fluctuate your net worth as like a person yeah, bro. and you know it's yeah. just like literally you're putting your money online and that's hard yeah, money you do from your, your clients and yeah. you know, you're saving up that's hard yeah so this yeah. is like yeah it's a big deal I wanted to throw up, dude, and I bought like my first trade <laughs> card. I'm like, I'm paying 50 bucks. I'm not throw up. I'm not the yak, man. I couldn't believe I did it. It's just like, I, I never done something like 50 bucks for a card sounds so weird at the time, dude. It sounded yeah. so weird. So when I, when I bought my first like five cards, I spent like, I think like three grand. And then my best uh -huh. friend came over. And they were just like staying in my house and I, I was showing them, hey, look, these these are some like alternative investments I made. And they both like started laughing. They're like, dude, this, this guy's a clown. He spent like 3K on a bunch of cardboard. And at that time, it wasn't moving. Like what I paid yeah. for was uh, on the market. It was worth a little less than what it was on the market. I was like, oh shit, Dang. I just lost money. And then I was like, I was like, hey, I actually told them like, hey guys, I think I made the wrong move, but whatever. I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to like eat up the mistake and move on but looking back i'm like oh that was a freaking genius move but no Great one could move, tell man. right like you don't know all you know is like all the information you have the same time at that certain time you make yeah. the best decisions with that information and hoping the investment you make when we're talking about sports it's like they're gonna have a hall of fame career they're gonna exactly. win mvp or or you know a championship that's gonna exactly. propel their card value and honestly it's just a way for me to get closer to the sport that i love and basketball is like a road sport it's global it is, man. Yeah. It, the cultural impact of basketball is insane, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another person that people are sleeping on is KD because KD's been injured. Yeah. That injury, right? Achilles. Yeah. But people forget KD's always in the MVP race. Always. And Every time. I believe he's better than Giannis. And Giannis' rookie card is at 2K. Yep. Uh, Kevin Durant is like at 1,200 or something like that. And I'm like, okay, watch when, watch when KD comes back. Like, even his card right now is a good investment. I'm not going to drop it, but, like, I know that card. Whoever's buying a $1,200 rookie KD card, they're smart. All he needs to do is come back, make his 30-point game, and it's going to go up. But I did I did buy some lower-tier cards, like some $300 rookie cards. Yep. Um, it's a Topps card. Mm -hmm. So it was like, 300 Yep, this card's going to go up. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. It, it's good because you, you're diversifying, Jason. So you're like spreading yeah. your risk across multiple players. And yeah, it's like yeah. the same thing when you think about the stock market. It's just a different exactly. vehicle, right? It's like, all right, you can either go all in on one stock or you could buy mm -hmm. 10 different stocks that are all quality stocks. And let's say like nine goes up and one goes down, it evens yeah. out where you're going to still win at the end of the day. So exactly. it's like you're just you're um, lowering your risk level by diversifying, diversifying in more. And it also makes it more fun as a fan. Now it you does, have like man. 10 different players you could support. Rather yeah. than just like you know supporting one player. Yep. Did you do you have other cards that you bought? Yeah. So I got a Giannis card too. Oh um, what? Yeah. So I got I got this one. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Card right there. So this one's crazy. PSA 10 too. So shout out to Gary V. He I was listening to his video in the summer, Fourth of July. You got five hundred. You got to five hundred. I, huh? I got five hundred, man. Oh, I got five hundred. Well. I got. Well, I got lucky. Well, and this was a card that my best friends were laughing at me because, like, oh, I, I showed it. To, I showed it to them in like August, three months after, and it, it didn't move. It didn't then, move. Right when the season started, you know, nope. in like September, boom, it started going up. And now this is like two K. It's crazy. Crazy for this card. Like crazy. Like at five hundred I thought I overinvested, but I could have got this for one twenty five before. Dude, I know. I remember that. Isn't it yep. crazy? And yep. this card is two thousand thirteen. That's seven years old. Like imagine mm. 
like obviously it's always fun to go back but i always had these yeah, ideas yeah, yeah. of like what happens if we were like go back seven years ago and jason what if we bought it at like 50 30 bucks, bucks? yeah 30 <laughs> bucks no one he would he didn't even like establish himself as a premier player mm. until like like three four years into the league you know so Dude, it's crazy, crazy that like and this is like crazy. funny because this is not even an action shot it's not like yeah it's not like a it's not like Luca. Lucas is right. like a Dirk Nowinski step back. Right, but right, this right. Is no action, but the fact that it's a rookie card, it's like the first print of his card. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's iconic. So, also value, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So these are two investments I made solely because of Gary V. And I can't take credit. Like I gotta give shout out to Gary V. He he says to buy these two cards, and I actually took action. I waited, which cost me four hundred dollars. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, you yeah. still win. <laughs> still winning so i'm, still I'm really winning. grateful of, to me these investments and it's fun because now i get to watch the mavericks and the bucks more close yep. i was obviously yep. i have to follow the lakers but you know i have like two other people i could follow just because of my financial connection to them now yeah man yeah. and you know like the bucks they always make noise in the playoffs giannis yeah. uh, he's in the mvp running i actually think lebron's gonna win it this year though um yeah but you know he could win it um, but yeah, man, let's talk, let's talk, let's talk a little Lakers, man. Um, yeah. you grew up in LA. Um, yeah. I'm a warrior fan growing up in the Bay area. Always, always cheered against them, but I always rooted for Kobe, bro. I love <laughs> Kobe. Like, yeah. I, I didn't care. Like I didn't mind the Warriors losing to Kobe when I was yeah. growing up. So I was like, I love that guy. I love his work ethic, man. Yeah. So when he, man, when he, when he left, man, when he passed away, I was crushed, dude. I know, I know LA was crushed for sure, dude. Yeah, but, um, it was it was it was tough, man. It came out of nowhere, and literally when yeah. the news dropped, the fact that it was dropped by TMZ, everyone thought it was fake news. And then yeah. other news sources started catching up. And the thing is, like, ESPN is the source of truth when it comes to sports news. You know, whether mm-hmm. it's like breaking trades or anything like that, it didn't yeah. come up on ESPN until like 40 minutes later. And that's right. why I was like freaking out. I'm like, okay, LA Times brought it up, TMZ yeah. brought it up, all these yeah. legit sources. But the fact that NBA.com hasn't brought it up yet or ESPN, I'm like. You know what? Maybe it's fake news still, but man, every the whole Heartbreak. world was shook. Not even LA, like Heartbreak. even NorCal. Yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. My brother and his uh his friends they actually worked with them, man. So they oh, they man. knew him. Man, I was like, so that's so crazy, man. Like yeah. to actually know him, I wonder what that was like to actually have a conversation with this guy. And like that's a whole different. I admired him from afar, yeah. and just watching his documentary, uh, Muse. Uh, or Moose, what's it called? Muse, Muse, Muse right? Yeah. L- love that one, man. It's yeah. like, like ever since I watched that, I was like, this guy is awesome, dude. And uh, I like uh, January thirteenth. It was like thirteen days before he passed away, man. I brought his his rookie card because I was like, I'm yeah. a fan. I'm getting wow, his the card. Kobe rookie card at the top. Yeah, where he was like, he's doing this with the ball. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Man, it was only two hundred fifty bucks. I'm like, wow. I'm like, I'm getting this card, man. I put it on video. Yep. Of me opening it, and I was like, I'm buying this card because this is one of my favorite players. I love his work ethic. What he does off the court is, is like, exceptional. And, like, like man, love it's that guy. Like a, it's 2000, right? That card. It's like, it's yeah, it's not like 2000 right now. Yeah. I'm never going to sell it, though. I'm keeping that card. It's, it's sentimental. I, I, yeah. I, I totally respect you for that. And it's yeah. just like, it's one of those cards where it's like fortunate, right? As soon as like someone passes away, they become even remembered more intensely. And the yeah. fact that there's not enough of that card. Demand's gone really high. It's like yeah. pretty insane. Like the yeah. data news dropped everything surrounding Kobe, whether it's like jerseys, hats. Yeah. Also that went up in price. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. even talking yeah. about Kobe, I have something you'll appreciate. So like. What you got, man? So yeah. remember, rem- I'll show you the back. You have no idea what this is yet, but I'll, I'll turn it over. It'll be suspenseful. Suspenseful. So, uh, you know, um, 
when Kobe, you know, like his last season, right? No one knew that he was going to announce his retirement. People were like, mm. all right, we're going to see Kobe for at least two more years. Maybe he's not as productive as he he's going to be like in the past with the Froby, right? <laughs> with the Fro where he's like, putting up the same yeah, numbers, like 40, 50 point school, game. Man. Right? So yeah. I, I went to a game with some of my friends and we just went to a random game, right? The ticket was like $80 and we're like, yeah, we want to see Kobe. It's like, I think it was like a Thursday or Wednesday night. And the funny thing is like, we were on the freeway heading towards Staples Center. And then right before we got to Staples Center, a Twitter leak dropped saying that Kobe's going to announce his retirement. And uh, at that game, they're going to give away a retirement letter. So at that game, they gave out this retirement letter. And what? yeah, so this the game was on November 29, 2015. And mm. they gave out this retirement letter and it made, um, so it's actually sealed. This is a replica I bought off eBay because one day I wanted to display it. So there's mm -hmm. a sealed letter in the back, but it's just like a little, you know, it has like the, the villain, the Kobe villain. Uh, Man. And it has nice. like his, uh, yeah, his like, Literal letter saying, like, thanking the fans for all the support over the years, whether you hate or hate him or like him. It yeah, him. Yeah. But I made a joke to my friend because they gave out um, this letter to every person who attended the game, right? And I made a joke to my friend, like, oh, we could probably sell on eBay for, like, 100 bucks. And he's like, no one's going to buy it. That night, I went on eBay, or, like, a couple months after, it was going for, like, $200. And oh, now, man. market value is, like, 500 for this. And the funny Dang. thing is, like, the, if I think about investment terms, like I put 80 down, this has grown the past five years to 500. It's like, it's like that thing. It's like, you know, whatever you love, there's going to be some value in it. If there's scarcity yeah. and rarity, you know, and it goes yeah. back to that yeah. point. And with this, it's like something that I could never see myself selling because Kobe was like, you know, my favorite player growing up. So yeah, man, you got to hold yeah. on to that one. Yeah. Sure. Um, this is a, that was like sentimental. And it was like something that even meant more to me after the unfortunate passing. And, um, mm -hmm. One more thing I want to show you is, do you know what this is? Is that a toy? So oh, it, yeah, it's a Kobe figurine. So it's made by a company called McFarlane's, and um, uh -huh. I got this when I was in college. So with the college money I had, I was like, you know what? I had to buy this, and this is actually numbered. So there's two thousand of them, and this is number yeah. um, sixteen oh two. So they only made two thousand, and this yeah. one's a little rare because it comes with the trophy. Yeah. So this one I bought for $60 because I'm like, you know what? $60 is very expensive for like a figurine. But now mm -hmm. market value is 120 for this. Dang. Like, you know, it's just one of those things where like you buy it and you know that there's going to be value in it someday in the future. But most importantly, if it's your favorite player and yeah. you're generally passionate or interested in, you know, in a sector, then mm -hmm. you can just invest in it and it's going to go up. But this is like not only economic value, but there's like sentimental value because like, a big part of my childhood was like seeing all Kobe's game winners. That's the yeah. reason why I started playing basketball, why I started watching. And it's just yeah. like, there's so much that goes into it. It's not only the money, but more importantly, like, like you said, the memories, the emotion, yeah. and like all the reminiscing ideas it gives you. Yeah, man. Crazy. Missed that guy so much, man. Missed that yeah. guy so much. Rest in peace, mama. Mama um, Man. Um, yeah, that's why I'm cheering so hard for the Lakers. Clippers are scary good, but I'm, I'm I'm rooting so hard for the Lakers, man, because I want them to win, win it for Kobe, and of course because I'm invested in them too with LeBron. But yeah. I'm like I really want them to win because it would mean so much to Lakers and the whole world, really, man. Like to see that happen. So yeah, the Clippers yeah. are such an X factor too, because like Paul George and Kawhi, they haven't played together too often, and when they yeah. do, they could be like super explosive. They might have some off games, but I feel like let's say right now they're if they're all practicing together and gaining that yeah. like consistency and yeah. Like 
you know, they could be dangerous because I'm could, actually scared of them, to be honest. Like, Clippers yeah, are the ones good. that... Yeah, they're a good squad, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. When they play the Lakers, like, it had, I don't... I, I think the Lakers got them once this year, maybe twice they beat them. I think I so. I, I think it's... I don't know the record. It might be 1-2 or, like, 2. Yeah, it might be 1-2. Yeah. I'm not sure who's on the tail end of that. Yeah, and it's not easy wins, man. It hasn't been easy. Like, they're tough, especially Patrick Brevley. Remember that? Hate that, that guy. Uh, I cannot stand him. <laughs> that, so that Christmas game block, and he was like, yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, man, Patrick Brevley, man. He's the guy. LeBron and all people, man. Like, gosh, man. For real. Yeah. So, they're scary, and, yeah. you know, they got squad. Uh, Kawhi is definitely a baller. That guy is really good. Um, Paul George can go off. And their bench, their bench is pretty. They got some squad on the bench too. So, yeah. But I just feel like with the power of LeBron and like AD and you know, you know they they they're number one record, number one in the West. I feel yeah. like I feel like they can do some things, man. What, what do you like about the, the turnaround with the Lakers? Like you guys definitely turned it around, right? So. To be honest, I didn't expect this quick of a turnaround. The fact that we got AD, I'm like, it's probably going to take a year or two to, like, you know, get used to it and then really build that camaraderie. Really, yeah. I gave it a year. But the fact that it clicked that fast, I'm really surprised. Because the year before, just look at the makeup of the team. There was no three-point shooters. It was so weird. You got yeah. Lance, you got Rondo, you got LeBron. And then you yeah. got, like, JaVale McGee. But then at the end of the day, LeBron penetrates inside. Who does he kick out to? The only people he can kick out to are people who are – comfortable doing layups dunks like mcgee yeah. and if you give a rondo he's not gonna shoot a three-pointer willy-nilly like you really have to force him to shoot a three so yeah. like it's funny because they came with this mentality of like all right this whole time we've been around lebron with three-point shooters but if we mix it up and put mid-range shooters and playmakers like lance stevenson like maybe it'll be a little better but it was disastrous and it almost right. reminds me of like you know it's not this bad but when dwight howard and steve nash came to the lakers i thought it was over i thought we we're gonna win like five uh-huh. championships. We have like the reigning, <laughs> we had like the MVP two years in a row, Steve Nash. We have the Dominic big man, Dwight Howard, but it was, yeah, and we had Paul Gasol. Yeah. It was horrendous. It was like the worst year ever. It was so Crazy, bad. Man. Steve yeah. Nash is old too. He's injury, right? Bad guy. Yeah. yeah, it was back it injury. Good. And Dwight was whining and he was just like eagle problem and Kobe was just like right. yelling at it's everyone. Off, and, it's off. Yeah. <laughs> it was, to be honest, I was part of the people who, uh, you know, just, I got ahead of myself. I was like, oh, we won the championship. Like, I'm excited to celebrate. And I don't blame you, man. Right I don't blame yeah. you. I don't blame like, you. You guys got KD. It was like automatic. You guys got KD. Automatic. Uh. Automatic, <laughs> That was crazy. Like, yeah. I think about that, how fortunate we were to get KD. Well, I was chatting with some friends about that. I was like, they were like, you know, the rumor is Giannis might come to the Warriors. And they, like, yeah, that's, that's a big talk right now, by the way. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, there was, that. Yeah, and they were like, they would have to give up a first round or 2020 first round, 2021, 2022, and Andre Wiggins. Um, I was like, or Andrew Wiggins. I was like, yeah, do it. <laughs> like, you got any superstar? Do it. And then some of my friends were like, yeah. Or one of my friends was like, nah, man, we should we should build a culture and develop the team. I'm like, nah. You, you got Giannis, <laughs> offer to get you know, a proven player that's killing the game. Yeah. He's only going to open up more threes for Clay and Steph with his ability to get anywhere on the court with his long legs and athletic athleticism. Yeah. I'm like, bro, you do it. You take that trade. 
I was like, I was like, I don't think you guys know how fortunate we were to really get KD. Like that's just, it's insane that we got yeah. KD. The fact that that seller crap was was increased that year, and the fact that he was able to like sign, he still got paid like I think thirty two point five million or something nice. like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, Absolutely. you already have like three all stars in your team who are like yeah. played pretty well too, and Steph Curry's already on a max five year. I think Clay yeah. got a max five year too, and the yeah. fact that you had Durant for a one year thirty two point five mil, I'm like, holy crap, the salary cap yeah. was nuts that that time. Yeah, man, That's because he could have, like, they were offered him crazy money at OKC for, for the yeah. max deal. But to be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll take a little pay cut. It's yeah. so funny talking about taking, like, a, like a pay cut in millions when you're still making all these millions. But you know what we're talking about. But, like, yeah, yeah man, it's – I was like, yeah, you got a superstar that wants to come play with you, and Steph's only getting older. Yeah. And he's, like, he's not as durable as I would wish he was. I love Steph, one of my favorite. But, like, he needs a good bitch – he needs a good player because if he tries to carry the team, my gosh, man. Yeah. And their bench was really deep with Iggy, by the way. When That's they, what I said, man. They got Iggy, Iggy yeah. Kevin Durant. Like, it was yeah. it was nuts. Like, Iggy is yeah. a, he's an all-star player with the Sixers. Like, remember him and AI were playing yeah, together? Dude. Like, yeah. dude, Iggy's a, like, solidified star player. And when you add him as a bench, I'm like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. You have, like, tired yeah. starters that go – to go to bench and you have Iggy coming off fresh. I'm like, yeah. that's insane. That's like not fair. You got Charles Livingston. Livingston never makes amazing. Mistake, bro. Yeah, never makes <laughs> yeah. The fact that they let Livingston go, I think he retired, and then Iggy's on like yeah. the Memphis. I'm like, dude, I would love to have Iggy on my team. Like he's such <laughs> a game changer. He's a two way player. Maybe not uh-huh. like Clay, but he's still effective. He's he's like he's also like very unselfish. You know, he makes yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's. He's the player that I feel like a lot of players in the NBA can really learn from to be like, yeah. yo, if you really honestly just – because he could be on a weak team and not be Andre. He would just be, you know, another yeah. guy playing basketball yeah. who's making a lot of points. But he said, I'm going to take – I'm going to put myself into a role and I'm going to really become a team player. And yeah. it paid off for him, man. He got an MVP out of it. He got defensive uh, – some defensive credibility. Yeah. Uh, ring, so it's like and a nice paycheck. Like Miami, who paid him? Who paid him? Somebody paid him big. Miami's one of those teams paid him big. And either Miami like, or the Grizz. I forgot what team he went to, but I mean, yeah, they paid him a lot of money. He's yeah. not he's not worth that money anymore. But um, it's because what he did, right? It's like yeah, that I, that credibility that gave him that paycheck. So he, he's also like a positive role. Mo- like he's a positive role yeah. model. Like you know, he's he's a good instructor. But let's say right. for example, you got someone like um. Who's the guy who just play on Boogie, right? Let's say you get Boogie. Yeah, yeah. Boogie, he's like very effective on the floor, but like mentally, he might not be a positive influence in your locker room. So yeah, you yeah, all yeah, have yeah. like those dynamics to play with off the field. Right, that's true. That's very yeah. true, man. Yeah, because uh, Iggy does. He knows a lot about the game. He's a, he's a veteran leader. Like he he does he does do that. And yeah. I, I, like I like you, how you said the Warriors. They have that bench. I say that all the time. That bench like, scared me, man. Dude, it's the bench is so me a good. Steph would sit out the whole fourth quarter, dude. Like, <laughs> you don't see that. You don't no. see that. You're a superstar uh, star who has, like, the most points in the league sitting yep. down the whole fourth quarter. That doesn't happen. That does yep. not happen. 
So it was. I mean, that team. I I was scared for that team for a good three, four years, man. I was like, oh, as soon as <laughs> Katie, I mean, they were scary before Katie went over. Remember, this is the seventy-three yeah, nine right. team. Seventy-three right. nine, and you add yeah. like one of the best players in the league on top of that. I was like, yeah. they could just might as well go eighty-two-zero, right? Yeah, like, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I, I honestly think, in all my heart, and that's not yeah. even being biased, I think the 2017 Warriors is the best NBA team to ever play. I think they would be any – I love the Lakers, bro. I'm not trying to dog you guys. not yeah. trying to dog the Bulls. I think they would beat them in five games, man. I really do. <laughs> I think it's they like would. The <laughs> They're just so good, dude. Like, how are yeah. you going to stop them? How are you going to stop all that shooting? I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. They moved <laughs> the ball freaking well, too. Like, yeah, your, your ball movement was insane. It went from, like, one side – of the three-point line to the weekend and it just yeah. like it was like it was like it was like putting it's like putting a well well oiled machine in a, in a triangle offense yeah. it was crazy yeah. it's moving so fast yeah yeah and uh i think uh okay, i'll give lakers credit on this one Draymond was like he can do he can have a better pick he can do a pick and roll or something with like yeah against Shaq or something i was like bro you're crazy Shaq is like <laughs> one of the most dominant players to ever touch the court he's like top five of all time man like yeah i mean shaq was shaq was scary as if he got position the paint and he does a spin move and he just dunks over oh, you it's like it's not only the fact that he's like 300 plus pounds but it's just he was also very strong so you have like yeah. you have like the weight the strength and just his skill level of being able to even do a hook shot like yeah, it, dude. it was crazy like if, if shaq was shaq growing yeah. up in this era, with all the athleticism and the different style of play, he'd be yeah. a Zion, but even better. That's, <laughs> that's, that's scary to think of, because Zion, he's showing like he's going to do some, some crazy stuff, man. Like, yeah. he's so athletic. Like, Shaq could have been that guy, because Shaq, he was fast, he was quick. And I think Remember at the Magics, like you said? He yeah, was like, he was toned. He was toned, yeah. He was, yeah. He was, he was like doing fast breaks. Like, yeah. something happened where I think the game was just so easy for him to just dominated size like i don't need to worry about anything else for the rest of my career <laughs> but if he did oh my gosh that dude like like kobe said dude they would have won 12 championships he would have been the best he said shaq would have been the best player in the league oh I yeah 100 percent. he was unstoppable. unstoppable i mean to have that much like talent and skill yeah. but not to like put in 100 percent effort that's that's like kobe and mj they had to work their butt off right? like crazy yeah, yeah. Susie and my best friend and then oh, cool, cool. when it comes to basketball my sixth grade teacher 
her name was like Miss Miller. She had like a Lakers banner in her homeroom class. And I was like, oh, what is this Lakers thing? So I went home and started watching some games. And I got in during the time when it was like Kobe and Shaq. It was like the perfect time. It was like the time where like the Spurs were at their prime, Lakers were at their prime. And like it was time where Ginobili could like be playing the game. Tony Parker and Tim Duncan could be sitting on the bench because they're like, you know, injured. And Ginobili yeah. would just take over. And we would like barely yeah. be able to beat him triple overtime with Kobe Shaq. Like it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, sports is special, man. Like yeah. I know it because same thing, played sports, karate, like the hard work and yep. attention and detail and training and making sure, you know, after school you do your homework and you get like, like you had to get on the court, I had to get on the mat and, and losing. They were losing like sports teams you how to lose and yeah. how to swallow it and get back up and go again. Like you gotta I yeah. think that's why it's really good. I think like Losing a life is, is healthy as long as you learn from it. And sports is one of the best ways to do that. Because you, you learn, like, there's, there's people working harder than you. And there's yeah. people that are better than you. But if you can, you know, put in the sweat and the time, you can be just as good or be really close to it. Or, you know, you make your own legacy, make your own mark. So, True. yeah, man. Love it. Love sports. Love sports. Um, you watched the last, the last, doc, the last dance documentary? So I watched the the eight episodes. I haven't watched the last two because I was nice. I was editing a final video. I'm gonna actually post tonight. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm planning to watch it this this weekend actually, so I could catch up on it. Because I know these last two episodes, I've been seeing a lot on ESPN that they're covering the you know the last shot. So mm. I, I'm sure it's gonna it's gonna cover a lot of them. You know the the shot over Russell when Hunter yeah. did that step back in his uh, Jordan yeah. 14s or something. Those yeah, black yeah, yeah. and white colorways. Yeah. Yeah. I only seen a little bit of it, um, but what I did see, uh, yeah, look, Jordan was the man. He was the man. Like I always, I honestly think I, I, I guess because I didn't see Jordan growing up, we were too young. Yeah. But um, I'm like, I don't know how he's better than LeBron. LeBron is just a beast to me. But like that documentary gives him like, if anybody does believe Jordan's the best, that document proves it. Yeah. And if you're like me, who's like, oh, I think LeBron can give him a run for his money. I think like it makes you think. Like I don't know, dude, LeBron. Jordan was the man. He was he was bad, dude. He was, yeah. He was a bad man. I mean, it's so hard. It's so hard that conversation because like you're gonna be more biased players. towards your generation, right? Our yeah, generation yeah, yeah. was Kobe, LeBron, but yeah. the generation before it was like Jordan, Larry, Larry Bird, and Magic Johnson. So it was like, yeah. uh, it's the hardest thing is to put everything in perspective with the rule changes, how aggressive the NBA was back then, yeah. and how you yeah. can't even touch someone on the arm or hand check yeah. them. You know, it's like yeah. there's so many factors. But sometimes, like I had this like crazy idea of like one day. I want to dream, like, I want to build, like, this virtual reality where, like, you could bring, like, the best players in their prime and play one-on-one against each other or put the yeah. teams against each other and, like, yeah, kind yeah. Of simulate it in real life. Like, that would be yeah. crazy. I, w- I would pay big bucks for that. <laughs> no, I hear you, dude. Yeah. I, always, I always think about this, like, like when we go to heaven or something, is there, yeah. like, a list that you have? Like, <laughs> what's, here's 10 things. What's one of the things you want to see? I know there's, like, I want to yeah. see Kobe versus Mike. I want to see Mike versus LeBron. I know the, I know people are putting that on their list, man. I know they yeah. are. Because it's like, it's just one of those things you would have loved to see, dude. You would have loved to see it. Like, I would have loved to see Kobe versus uh, LeBron in the finals. I would have loved to see that. That would have been yeah. crazy. I would love to see, like, for example, like, who's a – I would like to see, like, the Detroit Piston bad boys versus another really aggressive team. Like, of the huh. modern-day aggressive team. Uh, let's Which just, like – Man, if I had to think, I would, like – I wouldn't even like to – Maybe the Pacers and Ron Artest and Reggie Miller, you know, they were like, oh yeah, that would be yeah, and see them like deck it out. That would be like really fun. Yeah, like, dude. Have the Sacramento Kings with like Bibby and 
Doug Christie and Vlade Divac and Chris Weber against, you know, yeah. like maybe the Supersonics where Gary Payne and Sean Kemp. That would be like a, yeah. a really fun like matchup, like yeah. those dream scenarios. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like to see Kareem in in Will like in his oh, because like I mean they were killing it. They were they were killing it for their era. Like to see them what they would be doing today. Um, yeah. that would be that would be interesting. That definitely would be. Those, those are like those are like dreams one day that who knows maybe with advanced technology we could do a 3d model of like an actual simulation and they could yeah. like hold it in like a staple center or like the, the chase center and like yeah. put it in like a 3d environment and have fans yeah. buy tickets i would happily drive six hours in order to watch <laughs> that game man like i think video games is like is gonna lead to a doorway to that because you yeah. know like these video games they do a good job of breaking down every player yeah. their tendencies like it's just getting better and better so it looks real you know. too doesn't it yeah 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 so if they can get they can get that to happen like that'd be that'd be wild man and i don't doubt it would happen like you know we, we're sitting here on our smartphones like no yeah. I, people 50 years ago would have been like what's this like, you're crazy that would never happen <laughs> for but, real <laughs> so yeah, yeah but you want you, you want to tell me like how jordan's went up right with uh yeah, so, like, Jordans, like, so, whether it's sports cards, like, so, a Jordan, let's say a PSA Jordan, like, a rookie card, his 1984 Fleer rookie, right? That's the yeah. one where, um, I think it was, like, let's see, what is it? It's him just with his, like, dunk, like, his iconic, like, he is palming the ball and doing his dunk. So, that's, like, the 1984 Fleer rookie Jordan, let's say PSA, let's say PSA 10, right? Just to, just to have the cream of the crop. So, PSA 10, I think that card was going for 15 to 20K before the documentary was aired and after the last dance literally prices are going almost to 100k there's an auction scared? right now. yeah there's an auction right now pwcc pwcc is one of the biggest auction houses for sports cars and collectibles on ebay and they yeah. have their own platform too there's a psa 10 michael jordan card on there right now and it's going for ninety thousand dollars and there's wow. three days left, three wow. days left and it's going for 90k yeah i was reading something too man where yeah. um they said like the Jordan Flair card or any of you know, those high cards, but the Jordan Flair yeah. is like it sets the tone for the whole market because yeah. you know that's like the best card you can get in sports basketball sports cards. Yep. So that that I mean, the I, price I is like that. out there. I, yeah, yeah, I can see like how it trickled down all the way down to like my Trey Young or something. Like I can see that yeah. how it's true. Your LeBron card has the best potential to hit that because LeBron yeah. and MJ are always going to be that same class of like who's the goat. And yeah. I, I honestly feel that your LeBron card could potentially be like, who knows, like 100K one day. That's what I'm saying, man. That's why I was like, I know I only got in at 8,000. I mean, I know about 8,000, which is a lot, but it's like, is it really a lot? Because yeah, I easily feel like you can go to 16,000 with the finals easy. Yeah, I mean, with that, like, just looking at it from an investment standpoint, if you look at that eight thousand dollar yeah. card, you're like, okay, yeah. long term potential, it could yeah. go up by, let's say, um, ninety two thousand dollars. The downside, maybe it dips five hundred, like absolute worst. It's not going to go below like a thousand, right? It's going to yeah. stay at that seven, eight thousand. I know, like, the market dropped a little, like, um, the past like couple months, but overall, yeah. like, it even back it drops, yeah, it, it came, came back, back up. Yeah. So yeah. it's like. It's really low risk, high reward because at the end yeah. of the day, you can get your money back or somewhere near that. But yeah. your long term, like potential, holy, it's off the roof. It's just you yeah. need to have high amount of capital investing it in the start. But if you'd have yeah. that, man, you're you're pretty much set. You just hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm gonna do, man. Just hold yeah. on. Um, 
And it's yeah, iconic. Yeah. Kobe and you have LeBron now. Like, they're iconic. Yeah, I know. It's so cool. It's yeah. super cool, man. It's super cool. Uh, yeah, I love walking in my house, and then I'm just like, I got Kobe right there on my shelf. He's, he's, I put it right in front of my Michael Jackson, but so that's like, <laughs> yeah. That's to be by Meyer, man. Like, I love Mike and I love Kobe, so I like got them next to each other. So it's, it's cool. It's pretty does cool. It, does it also give you like more vigor to start your day? Like, gives you more motivation and be like, man, For sure. they, they like put everything on the line. I'm going to do the same For thing. Sure, man. You go out, For you sure. train your clients and kickbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like, yeah. For sure, man. Because when you see greatness and talent like that, yeah. um it only makes you want to work hard right it only yeah. like like for me like like we all have our own talent right but then we all have to put the hard work behind it and then yeah. every time i see that every time I, I think of people like mike and kobe and gary v like i'm like you have to do the hard work you have to you can't you can't you can't neglect it you have to do you have to make the sacrifices and like that pushes me that pushes me to to just be my best man exactly yeah, exactly. And then do you, do you also like invest in sneakers or like have friends who like flip no, sneakers or anything? No, um, yeah. I, do have friends that, I do have friends that do sneakers and yeah. um, one of them that like he told me like about the Travis Scott's and like yeah. you know, how, he, how he, he, he looks for the codes to get to the Jordans and yep, yep. like he's, he's been able to land some and like he told me about yep. the, the, bot, the bot thing that happens in the, in the, oh, yeah. in the profession. And then, uh, when I was telling him about sports cars, I was like, bro, like, yeah, like, that shoe, that, that off-white shoe is a lot of money, and it's going to resell if you can get the shoe, but also with that same money, you can buy, like, a stack of Lucas yep. and make way more money. Like, it's the same game, different, different court, like, yeah. or same kind of thing, but, you know, different, different industry, so. Yeah, it's like different opportunity costs. Yeah. Yeah, same, like, the same guts, the same, you know, put your money, flip it, like, Shoe, that's why Gary's like, if shoe heads get into this, you know, yeah. this market's only going to propel. And they really haven't. Like, shoe heads aren't, like, from what I see at least, they were, they aren't even, they're sleeping on this right now. <laughs> yeah, they're like, slowly starting to enter it because the shoe game is still, you know, it's still profitable at some point. Yeah, but yeah. Like you said, yeah. the profit margin's slimmer when you compare it to sports cards, which is, has a higher value jump, but also has yeah. more volatility because, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like, if you invest in a sneaker, it might be more stable than investing in a sports card. You, right. Right. With, with that, you know, trade-off, more risk. Get injured. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With Jordan, it's like he's already cemented himself. So if you buy, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. a pair of kicks, you know, it's – I mean, there's a there's a Chicago colorway, which is white, black, and red in the uh -huh. Jordan 1 silhouette. And Jordan 1 silhouette is, like, the most popular silhouette because it's one of the most popular. There's 1s and 11s that are most popular. But 1s yeah. is obviously the first shoe. So right. the Jordan that has the Chicago colorway, it was going for about 1,000 before, the like, the last dance. After yeah. last dance was finished, it's heading towards two thousand dollars. It nice. literally doubled in a span of like a couple of weeks. That shoe, that's and that's, that's insane crazy. for a Jordan yeah. One model. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah, like um, definitely a shoe market is definitely strong, and I think like that's why it's so cool that we're in the cards now because as yeah. more people start coming in, it gets more popular. It only propels the supply and demand. Exactly. And so yeah man that's that's good insight that is yeah. such a good insight. And, and to your audience who like maybe like sports cards maybe if they want another investment vehicle it's like like sneakers right so this is an example of a, yeah. a jordan one box so this is a jordan one box and then basically i'll show you what the silhouette looks like so this is like what the shoe looks like and this is what you call black toe because it's black here uh -huh. and 
And this is obviously the Chicago colorway, but this is a, a satin colorway. That's so, the one that's going for 2K now? No, this is not the one that goes for 2K. The one that goes for 2K, oh. it's like red here, I think, and like black yeah. here. And it's a, it's a little different. It's just like this, this, instead of this being black, this is red. And then that's the only difference, right? They call that the Chicago colorway. So it went yeah. for so that model went from like one thousand to two thousand. But this model, this is called the black toe, obviously because it's black. And this is actually yeah. a colorway that Jordan wore in the game, right? Ah. Like, and basically this was I bought this at two seventy. Now it's heading like four fifty, five hundred. Nice. So it's like nice. another nice. investment vehicle. It's like uh, it's, it's something that I enjoy because I like sport. Yeah, you enjoy it. Yeah. You know, yeah. And it's just like something that you know. It's like it goes with that saying. It's it's. It's this is a alternative investment because it's not a stock or bond. It's not like a an asset that generates income and like pays a dividend. This is yeah. just like it's just like a, a this is a good that people want because it's nostalgia. It has history. There's rarity. There's scarcity, and there's not enough to go around because at the right. end of the day, when they release stuff like this, it sells out yeah, in a matter yeah. of hours. So mm-hmm. the cool thing is that the fact that if you understand like just basic supply demand economics. You can make money in anything, whether it's sneakers, basketball cards. Like you said, if you like, let's say you like collecting TY dolls or something, there's a market for everything. Even like, especially like if you like baseball, man, dude, some of the baseball memorabilia goes for insane amounts. It's true. true. I got some baseball cards too, man. Speaking of baseball, it's so true, man. Baseball holds a lot of um, legacy and the fan base is a market everywhere. You just got to know how to, how to work through the market. So. I'm curious, like to your audience, if they ever have like a question like, hey, Jason, I want to get into investing, whether it's like sneakers or basketball cards or, you know, baseball cards. And they are, they always ask like, Jason, how do I save money or where do I find the funds? Like, what are some ways that maybe your audience could like, you know, get started? Well, yeah, good question. Um, Well, one thing is flip stuff in your house. (laughs) I saw that. You've been flipping it on eBay. Yeah. Yeah, people got stuff that they don't wear, that they're not using no more. Like any item, kitchen item, clothing item, uh, a doll. Like you can make $400 right there. Um, uh, like the people I told you, Christine and Daryl, the ones that moved down, down to SoCal. Yeah, she had yeah. like name brand stuff she didn't even want. She's not even using. Yeah. And she made like 2000 from that. She, she spent the money on it, but she also made, she also, she also recouped. So yeah. she sold all that back on Poshmark and got like 2000 back that she spent. And I was like, man, that's pretty good. And wow. then, um, so like, yeah, people can sell stuff, <clears throat> flip stuff on eBay, make extra money. Um, well, the garage sales aren't happening right now, but you can go garage selling, buy stuff yeah. for a dollar, resell it for 20, 30, 40. I've done that. I bought DVDs for a dollar, literally. Yeah. And it, it's like a, um, a DVD set of a show that it's not on Netflix. They can't stream it. They yeah. can't find it anywhere. People are going to pay a hundred dollars. For that tv show on dvd yeah. i've done that like three times man so that's a way and you know just making sure you're not spending your money on things you really don't need like people are going crazy on amazon right now yeah. and you know they're, they're buying stuff like on starbucks every day yeah. like that adds up that adds up so much so if you 100%. could just try to take their money put it into something else yeah that's a that's a good way to, that's a good way to start so i agree yeah. i think it's important for like people to really understand before they invest, just make sure they have their basic essentials covered, which means like uh, emergency, emergency savings, have your like, you know, your mortgage or your rent covered, your utilities. Yeah. And if you have that covered with like a cushion of the emergency um, savings, I think people, it's smart for them to invest because at the end of the day, if they save it into like a bank account, 
they get like maybe 0.1% versus like a, let's say an asset where there's stocks, bonds, CDs, or like, you know, sports cards, there's going to be a high return. And yeah. the high return you get, like if you do that over a consistent amount of years, maybe that could mean early retirement or more money right. than you originally thought, you know, that really you support your family, you could go buy your parents a house, buy a new car. It's like, there's so much more up opportunities that gets created if you invest whatever vehicle you invest in you can even yeah. diversify it and i would say you know maybe put half in the market and half of it in sports cards or like you know purses or louis vuitton bags something that you like yeah yeah, yeah. true true something you like because if you like it you're gonna you're gonna be willing to pay attention to what's going on you know yeah. the trends are happening you'll be it's willing like to work hard for it yeah, you know, it's like your friend, right? Yeah. You have like you, you tell your friend, "Hey, give me two hundred dollars. I'll turn into one hundred. <laughs> and your friend's like, "What? Like, what did I buy?" I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, like me, like even with like sneakers, like I wouldn't know. It's like, what sneakers do I get? Like, I wouldn't yeah. know. Okay, I'm not a shoe head like that. But you'd be like, "Dude, this shoe right here is the shoe, man. Watch, like this yeah. shoe. I, I wouldn't know. Like people know. People know when the when the shoe's gonna be released. I have no idea. <laughs> never. I never know. Yeah. Like. Yeah. What shoes coming out? And what is this? And what's yeah. the it, it's stuff? it's funny because when most people look at it, they're like, oh yeah, it's just a regular shoe. But when people yeah, but like, you know, the, you know the story behind it. Yeah, yeah, right. It's like when sneakers. Yeah, it's like the number. It's the first shoe that came out. And the funny thing is, Jordan entered the league in 1984, right? But yeah. they had another model called the Nike Airship that was similar silhouette to this. They didn't create this model yet because like they're still producing it in the factory. Jordan was like yeah. the first athlete who came out and got his own shoe like model after him. Dang. Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, they were at Converse and they didn't even get their own signature shoe. They just got like the Converse weapon, which is like, right. a, think of it like your Adidas, like, you know, um, Stan Smith's, but it's not like a signature shoe by an athlete. It's already like a, a, a mold, but this was something that is given to Jordan. Cause they're like, yo, we want you to be with Nike. So we're going to give us your own shoe like model. And we'll give you, I think like $10 million or something. And that time, yeah. that was a lot of money. So was. this was that like was. iconic because, you know, it was like Jordan's first shoe that he wore. And it was yeah. funny because like, like Peter Moore was the one who created the silhouette. Then he created something called the Jordan 2, which is like, a, it was a model that didn't do really well. And what, it was so bad that Nike was like, all right, we're going to let you go. Who created the most iconic first model <laughs> ever, got let go for creating a second one that wasn't as good. The Dang. third one was created by Tinker Hatfield. And that guy was the guy who made a line of Jordan shoes and he made a lot of the Kobe shoes as well. So like, Is that Tinker right? Hatfield, yeah, Tinker Hatfield changed the game. And the fact that they brought him on for a third silhouette, Jordan was going to leave and go somewhere else. Cause he's like, Yo, you made me a hideous looking shoe the second time around. Damn. And, um, and the fact that they made the third model where they put elephant print on it, they put elephant print right here. That made Jordan stay. So like, it's crazy. Cause like to most people, they just look at it, they're like, ah, oh, whatever, it's a shoe. But to like a lot of sneakerheads are like, damn, there's history. There's like, yeah, you know that, this. yeah, there's like, you know, there's like the first, the first Jordan I wore to wear, I'm like, dude, it came out in 1991. That's the year I was born. So like, I associate <laughs> with that, that sneaker that I bought with like the year <laughs> I was born. Great, yeah. And he won his first championship. Jordan, Jordan, Jordan six, he won the 1991 championship, which was the first one he ever won. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They knocked off the Detroit Pistons and yeah. Thomas in the West and they, <laughs> they ran over the Lakers, unfortunately, which had Magic Johnson. But I was, I was like, not even born that time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It can't be too bad. It can't be too bad, man. Yeah. But yeah. Shoes and sports, man, is it's it's insane. Like you think of James Harden's deal. He only yeah. wears what? Um, what does he wear? Adidas. Like he's all Adidas. he can wear. He's got that yeah. like three hundred thousand dollar contract or something. Three hundred million. It's, it's a big contract. 
Yeah. Crazy. And then um, Steph Curry um, with Under Armour. Well, yeah, one. yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Like it's crazy what happens. Um, even with Jordan's shoes, like uh, they really are nice shoes. You know, I think because yeah. he was a good player and he's Jordan, it does give it more. Like, yeah, that's a tight shoe because Jordan it represents Jordan, but no, they actually are. They're actually they are some cool design shoes. Like that, I would rock those. Yeah, They're the really funniest nice. thing is like seeing like kids who are like younger than us, right? Like buy Jordan, yeah. but they have no idea who have he no was, idea. who he is. But I feel like yeah. this this last dance episode, yeah, it's like yeah. this last dance has like put light into understanding like why he's so important. Because yeah. when kids buy this stuff, they're like, oh, it looks cool, and they could yeah, make money. Yeah, friends but got they it. Yeah, they don't really understand the significance behind no. it. So like, it took me time because like I honestly wasn't a shoe head to like five years ago, and the uh -huh. fact that I got into it is because I walked by a sneaker store. I'm like. Why are people buying all these sneakers? So I went on YouTube one day and I started researching and that big community, right? Yeah, yeah, like it brought me down this like hole of like it allowed me to like kind of fuse fashion and my love for basketball into one place. Cause I yeah. I was never a fashionable guy. And the fact that, oh, I could learn fashion and still incorporate with, with basketball, that was like a good sector for me to fuse these two that kind yeah. of just happened naturally, you know. I can see how that'd be a lot of fun, dude. I can see that. Yeah. I can definitely see that. Yeah, like I, I used to always hear about that too in high school. You know, a lot of a lot of a lot of people had it. A lot, a lot of guys I know who don't, who don't play sports, know nothing about uh, sports. Even yeah. the girls, I'm like, there's no way. Like they don't even know who Michael Jordan looks like. Michael Jordan was in the hallway with them, bro. They would not <laughs> even know that's the guy that they're that they're you know stood in line for on Saturday for two hours for. Yeah, they would, they would not know that. It's crazy. But it's just like funny to see the significance that one person has. Not yes. not within sports, but worldwide. Like he was a freaking right. global celebrity. It was like, yeah, it's amazing just to like experience that. Yeah, he's like arguably the biggest athlete of all time. Like yeah. arguably, you, you know, at least top three to ever be an athlete on the planet Earth. So, yeah, and I mean, like, I just have to be like very grateful for even just the idea of having sports because, like, it offers us like an outlet to like release stress, to have entertainment, to invest. If there is no sports, like, we will only have like the stock market, and then at the end of the day, it's like, what other venue do you have or outlet that's yeah. Okay, stock market could be cool, but it's not like appealing, right? I can't just like from a hard yeah. day's work, like turn on a game and what watch the stock market <laughs> up and down. It's like, no, it's not the same. So it's like I know. It's a blessing disguise. That's why it's a little I understand there's people out there who don't like sports. And for me, I'm like, I really need to take a step back and be like, how do I understand that mentality? Because it's such a big deal in our lives, you know? It is, man. So it is. It's, it's interesting. It's, it's it something is. I'm still learning to this day to respect people who don't like sports because I'm like, you don't like sports, man. Like, is something wrong with you? No, it's just, you know, people, yeah, people have their own, their own likes and wants. Like, if, that's like, true. Yeah. <laughs> that's true, dude. Like, people don't know, like, they don't know anything about basketball. They don't know. No. They don't know what a three-pointer is, a two-pointer yeah. is, how much points you score in a touchdown. Yeah. They don't, they really don't. They don't, they can care less, really. It's crazy. But, yeah, it's like, right, like, yeah. Like, like with us, like, I don't know. They'd probably be like, like with me, um, with something that everybody's interested in that I'm not, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, something. There's got to be something. Yeah. Like, music or something. Some kind of music. Like, what? Or, yeah. or raves. Like, raves. I don't ever go to raves. EDC. I never been to EDC. <laughs> Yep, like, yep. Right there for the EDC, what? Like, how did you find the EDC? Well, like, I was going to go ahead. I was going to say, on that topic, it's funny you brought that up because at the end of the day, it's like, let's say one of your audience members does not like sports and they're like, how the heck 
am I going to relate to this like episode because like a lot of things that Troy and Jason are talking about are things I'm not interested in. But let's say they are into music and like EDC. You could flip EDC Coachella tickets. Like you could flip them. There's supply and demand. Like there's Bro, like it goes back to the saying you could make money in any of your passions. Anything, dude. Yeah. You could make the the freaking like the, I forget what they call them, but people make like these mask things and like. Yeah. Oh yeah, the, like, <laughs> those, they sell those. You know what I mean? I see that, yeah. man. I they call it the candy. Like, like, yes, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> the candy version. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Exactly, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got a friend. I got a friend, man. He loves marshmallow. He made his yeah. own marshmallow helmet. I'm like, wow. bro, you can make that, and like, people would buy that, dude. Oh, I'm sure. He put, put the light in it and everything. It was nice. I was yeah. like, people would really buy that. I wouldn't. I don't. I don't know nothing <laughs> about marshmallow. I think it's dude, cool. It, yeah, it's crazy. There's so much opportunity out there. Like, especially for like sneakers, there's people out there who customize sneakers full time. So let's yeah, you give, yeah, you, you give them like a, on Instagram. You follow this guy on Instagram that paints. You follow that guy? Yeah, yeah. So there's 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 several of them, but there's one who like yeah. like you said, there's one who does high end clients, like all the celebrities. Right. Yeah, that's what hit them up. Yeah, yep. hit them yep. up. And be like, yo, yeah. can you do this for me? And then they get Goku doing a command. Oh yeah, up. they're so nice though. Yeah. They're, they're like piece of art. It's amazing. Yeah. It's I forget incredible. his name. His name was like Ciretto or something like that. This guy, one of the guys that I see, he's so good. And the hard work, right? They talk about the hard yep. work. Like the actual takes work. hours. Dude. Yeah. Like, like the multi- stitching. Yep, yep. Tape. Yeah. And like he gets special, you know, tools. Yeah. Like I'm like, ah, oh, dude, that is, yep. that's hard. That is yep. hard. But hey, like, you know, people are hitting him up, you know, from every team. Yo, can you do this for me? Like, that's crazy. Right. It's, it's like, it goes down to like, at the end of the day, everything goes down to passion, right? And that cliche, yeah. if you have passion for something, then the money will come, right? So in your yeah. situation, you love working out, you love teaching it to people, you love building community through that. So yeah, yeah, you know yeah. it's hard and not easy, you pres- persevere through it because you generally enjoy it. And exactly. like, it's like the same thing with Jordan Kobe, freaking winning a championship is hard, but they love it. They love the, mm-hmm. they love the everyday grind. So it's like, yeah. no matter how hard it is, they're going to find a way to overcome it. And like, for me, like, fuck, like, sorry, I'm not sure I can cut, but, but like, edit, edit, like editing videos, right? Sometimes it takes me 20 hours to edit one video, but Dang, most people yeah. give up after two hours. But for me, I'm like, damn, it's so hard. I'm still learning. But at the end of the day, it's like, I generally like this. I know it's freaking yeah. tough, but yeah. like my, my, my happiness to go through all that struggle overweighs the kind of like the negative moments of like, man, I want to like give up and stuff. Cause if you really like something, I feel like that's how you could gauge if you're meant to do something is if it doesn't feel like work and it's really hard, but you still don't give up even after the excruciating pain you go through. I feel like that's how you find your passion is yeah. if you experience that type of, you know, pain reward mechanism. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, speaking of editing, that's why like I'm, I haven't put nothing up on YouTube and <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, man, because YouTube's a different, it's a different ball game, it's right? It's a different beast, man. Yeah, you got to edit your stuff. Yeah. And like, like, I'm like, I'm, I'm like complaining when I got to like edit my two minute video for Instagram. I'm like, yeah. Damn, and that man. two minute video could take half an hour. Yeah. I, I know how hard it could be. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's every second that's consumed in content has 10 or 20 minutes that goes behind every minute yeah. of like content people absorb. It's, it's kind of crazy. As a consumer, you always want more content. As a creator, yeah. you're like, you don't understand how much time and effort <laughs> went into making that short two minute or even 30 second video. It's like insane. Yeah, that's so true, man. So yeah. true, so true. But man, we'll be talking till next week, man, on this <laughs> podcast. Like we can go yeah. all day. We gotta do a part fun. two on something, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. Come back, like, <laughs> 
review our cards that how they went up or something. Yep, yep. You know, there's so many topics we could hit, bro. But, yeah. Um, yeah, Troy, this is, this is my pleasure, man, talking with you. Um, where can people find you? Where can people find your content? Uh, they could find me on Instagram at Troy underscore eats underscore world or you just Troy eats world. If you don't remember it, just think of boy meets world and it's a playoff of boy meets world. So it's Troy eats world. So my Instagram handle and my YouTube handle is the same. So you could just type it in on a Google. You could just type in Troy eats world and my Instagram handle will pop up. For my Instagram yeah. handle, you could reach my YouTube. So feel free to hit me up if anyone has any questions about food, anyone wants to get started in vlogging or blogging, you can DM me and I try my best to get back to you. Sweet, man. Sweet. Yep. Troy, dude, I learned a lot from you, man. And uh, <laughs> I'm glad we did this tonight. Uh, we'll definitely connect again, man. And um, yeah. um, we'll talk sports, whatever we need to talk about, food, <laughs> we're Jordans, whatever we got to talk about, man. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else you want to leave off with? Any two cents, insights? Yeah. yeah, for your audience, I just want you to know that like kind of like Jason, and I said, um, if you're have struggling starting with social media, just start and learn along the way. You don't need the fanciest equipment. Just start with your phone and maybe like an audio uh, microphone from Amazon. Even if you don't have an RO microphone, just start with your phone and it could actually lead to something because at the end of the day, think about in terms of your passion versus the money. The money will come afterwards. And then another kind of key point that we created was like Jason and I talked a lot about different investment ideas. So just make sure you have your essentials covered. And as long as you have your essentials covered, then whatever extra money you have left over, you could invest in whether whatever you like, whether it's handbags, beanie babies, or you know, whatever. There's always a market for something and you'll be able to make money from it. Cause at the end of the day, it's like that money could be used to provide for your family in the future. And at the end of the day, you want to like, you know, we trade we trade our time for money. But if you get to a point where your investments could generate income for you, then maybe you don't have to work that day job that you don't like. It could be uh, giving more freedom to whatever you love. So it's just a different perspective. And it's cool, Jason. It's cool to hear someone hustle like you, you know, to like do things that, to make it happen. And at the end of the day, uh, share with your community because it's so helpful. Like people are, you know, hungry to learn how to get started, how to do different investment ideas, how to like self-improve as a person. So I love that your podcast hits all this and I'm excited for listening to more of your um, episodes in the future. I have, I have you on Spotify and my iTunes. So. Oh man, that's awesome, yeah. bro. I really appreciate that, Dre. It's mutual, yeah, man. man. It's mutual, <laughs> man. That's why I had to get you on here. And, um, you know, we, we relate so much. Just like, just like you said earlier, when we started this podcast, man, we, we, we touch on a lot of topics in the same way. So yeah. Appreciate you, man, and uh, keep up the good work. All right, sounds good. You too, Jason. Take All care. Right. Yes, keep sir. You Jason. Too. <laughs> All right. Thanks for All kicking right, it with me, Troy. Catch you later, bro. For sure. Peace Bye. out, man. Later.